Hello and welcome to Social Media Ministries. My name is Spencer Kaufman. Thank you for tuning in today. We are about to embark on a huge journey. We're going to start a sermon series about the end times. This is going to be a long series, so make sure you stay tuned each week. And if you miss one, there'll be a playlist for you, so don't worry about that. We'll have the playlist in a card here. If you are watching on YouTube, you can check it out there. Otherwise, just navigate to the YouTube channel and you can catch up on episodes or on videos or sermons or whatever you call them wherever you're listening. Uh, you can catch up on them if you miss one. How long is this sermon series going to be? Well, it is going to last about three months. It is a 14-part sermon series, so buckle in and get ready. It's on the end times. Uh, there's a lot to cover. There is a lot in the Bible about the end times. Uh, there are several spots in the, books of, in the book of Daniel that discuss the end times or visions of the end. In addition, the entire book of Revelations uh, is about the end times. So we are going to, if, if we focused on all of that, this could be a whole year. That's how much stuff is there. I mean, there's also some end times prophecies in the book of Isaiah and in other books, Ezekiel, that, that allude to that stuff and can get there. We're not going to dive into all of this because, like I said, it could take, we could do a whole year study on the end times. So we are going to focus primarily on Daniel chapter 7. And so that's uh, where we're going to spend most of our time, pretty much all of our time over these next few months. And so if you haven't read it, read chapter 7. We're going to read it today, so bear with me. We'll get there. Uh, it's a topic that a lot of people are interested in, this, the end times. Uh, a lot of people want to study it. They want to learn about it. And they want to understand as much as possible. And uh, there are a lot of varying opinions. And that's what they are, is opinions. The reason they are that is because, yes, we can... Uh, read the Bible, which is fact, and we can get that information, but then we have to interpret it and get it uh, to understand and, and, and apply it. And so when we interpret certain things like these visions on, oh, this is what's going to happen, we don't know what's going to happen. Therefore, we have a hypothesis, so it could be an educated guess on what will happen, uh, but it isn't fact. We don't know what will happen, and how do we not... How do we know that we don't know? Because Jesus told us. He said, we, we don't know exactly what will happen. And we don't know exactly when it will happen. We can have an idea of what will happen because it was given to us in the Bible. Uh, but as far as exactly what each uh, thing represents, it is basically something that we extrapolate from knowledge and apply to it. Now, does this matter? Let's say... Uh, you have certain interpretations of the Bible on the end times and what the beasts mean or what these signs mean or when they would happen or what countries they apply to, etc. It doesn't matter in its entirety of it. So what I mean by that is if you believe one thing about the end times and I say something in these messages that you disagree with, you say, nope, nope. I don't believe that interpretation. I don't agree with it. I think it means this. That's okay. And why is that okay? Because the end times, what we think this represents is not a salvation issue. 
And so what I mean by that is you can believe one thing. For example, you can believe that uh, this beast might represent this country, and I can believe that it, this beast might represent this other country. Or, for example, we'll get into this later on. We can have a different opinion. And we can each have those opinions, and by being different, one of us is not going to go to hell. Because it's not a salvation issue. And so, this is a topic in the Bible that as long as we both, we can have these different opinions on this topic, but as long as we both agree that in order for us to get to heaven, we have to go through Jesus. We need to ask him into our heart. We need to be what is called a Christian. Jesus needs to lead our life. We've acknowledged that we are sinners. He died for us. He came to save us. And he was the payment for our sins. For the wages of sin is death. Jesus died for you. As long as we agree on that, we can disagree on this other topic. So the next three months, stay tuned with it because this is really just an exciting thing to dive into and to understand and really to talk about. So if we disagree, that's really a good thing. Like, let's engage. Let's talk about it. Get other people in and put a, a thread of comments on this, not um, belittling others or badgering them or saying they're wrong or criticizing it. But let's dive into it as a discussion instead of an argument. So hopefully uh, you can enter this with the same mindset because we are going to present uh, in this. We're, the, some stuff's going to be presented that you probably won't agree with. But it, it's got evidence. It's, it's in the Bible. We're going there and we're doing this. And, and this prediction is not a prophecy that I'm coming up with. This is an interpretation of the Bible that is being presented. And you can search on Google, you can search online, whatever, and find all kinds of different interpretations. And I'm not the first one to present this type of interpretation or these ideas or anything by no means. It's all over the place. You can read about all of this elsewhere. Now, I didn't steal it. It's from the Bible. Pastors, preachers, ministers, they can preach the same messages or on the same topic, and, and we're not stealing it from each other. It's coming out of the Bible. So let's continue on with the end times. How do we know? Uh, back to the point. How do we know that uh, we don't know exactly what's going to happen? Jesus said so. Matthew 24, 36. After all that, if you're still with me, Matthew 24, uh, verse 36 says, No one knows about that day or hour. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, so no, Jesus doesn't know, only the Father. As it is written in the days, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be with the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. <clears throat> You can continue reading on that if you like. But basically, that is how it will be. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken, and the other won't. Uh, two women will be grinding at the handmill. One will be taken, and the other left. Therefore, keep watch. Because you do not know on what day the Lord your God will come, but understand if the owner of the house had known what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you must be ready because the Son of Man will come in an hour when you do not expect him. So we don't know. 
We don't know when it all will start, but through the Bible we can understand a little bit about what will happen. So we don't know when it will happen, but we can know a little bit about what will happen. And again, that is interpretation. It is uh, kind of popular opinion on what these things mean. So God has provided several descriptions of the end times in the Bible so we can have a, a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. Uh, Daniel chapter 7, again, the entire book of Revelation. So we're going we're gonna to study the prophecies in Daniel chapter 7. We're going to learn about his vision, what it means in today's world. And by the end of this series, hopefully you will recognize that uh, you are living in the end times. The end times has started. It, is, it has begun. Everything in Daniel, in Revelation, all these prophecies, it has happened. We have, it has been happening. The only thing that hasn't is the Son of Man hasn't come down, and we don't know when that will be. But you are living in the end times. So let's dive into right now. Uh, bear with me. Uh, I'm going to read Daniel chapter 7. So listen up. This is going to be the focus of the next three months. So I'm going to read it to you, and then later on, you got to be reading it too. And every message, we're going to come back to this. So start to understand it. Uh, it happened over about a six-year span from 553 to 547 B.C. So this dream or these visions of Daniel in this time, it didn't just happen in one night according to the timeline of Daniel and what we understand from scholars and um, biblical uh, scholars have researched it and have timelined this out. We know that this chapter wasn't just one night. It happened over a series of time, probably about a six-year span. So let's dive in. Daniel's dream of four beasts. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream. And visions passed through his mind as he was laying in his bed. He wrote down the substance of his dream. Daniel said, In my vision at night I looked, and there before me were the four winds of heaven churning up the great sea. Four beasts, each from different, each different from the others, came up out of the sea. The first was like a lion. It had the wings of an eagle. I watched as its wings were torn off and lifted from the ground, so it stood on two feet like a man, and the heart of a man was given to it. And there before me was a second beast, which looked like a bear. It was raised up on one of its sides, and it had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. It was told, get up and eat your fill of flesh. After that I looked, and there before me was another beast, one that looked like a leopard, and on its back it had four wings like those of a bird. This beast had four heads, and it was given the authority to rule. After that, in my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was a fourth beast, terrifying and frightening and very powerful. It had large iron teeth, and it crushed and devoured its victims, trampled underfoot whatever was left. It was different from all the former beasts. It had ten horns. While I was thinking about the horns, there before me was another horn, a little one, which came up among them, and three of the first horns were uprooted before it. This horn had eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth that spoke boastfully. As I looked, thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow, and the hair of his head was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing, coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands attended him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. 
and the court was seated and the books were opened. Then I continued to watch. Because of the boastful words, the horn was speaking. I kept looking until the beast was slain and its body was destroyed and thrown into a blazing fire. The other beasts had been stripped of their authority, but were allowed to live for a period of time. In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man coming up out of the clouds of heaven. He approached the agent of days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All peoples, nations, and men of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. So that is Daniel's vision, Daniel's dream. Now, we know Daniel, he uh, was a very great interpreter of dreams. He could listen to dreams of the kings and then give them the meaning of those dreams. God has given him wisdom. So next we have a section of this chapter that is the interpretation of this dream and what it could mean. So we, what it means according to Daniel. So I, Daniel, was troubled in spirit and the visions that had passed through my mind disturbed me. I approached one of those standing there and asked him the true meaning of all of this. So the question becomes, if we already have the meaning, what is the point of the next three months of studying this? Well, because you'll find out. The meaning that is given here is still kind of vague. So let's dive in. So he told me and gave me the interpretation of these things. The four great beasts are four kingdoms that will rise from the earth. But the saints of the Most High will receive the kingdom and will possess it forever. Yes, forever and ever. Then I wanted to know the true meaning of the fourth beast, which was different from all the others and most terrifying. With its iron teeth and its bronze claws, the beast that had crushed and devoured its victims and trampled underfoot whatever was left. I also wanted to know about the ten horns on his head and about the other horn that came up before which three of them fell the horn that looked more imposing than the others and that had eyes and a mouth and spoke boastfully. As I watched, this horn was waging war against the saints and defeating them until the Ancient of Days came and pronounced judgment in favor of the saints and of the Most High and the time came when they possessed the kingdom. He gave me this explanation. The fourth beast is a fourth kingdom that will appear on the earth. It will be different from all the other kingdoms and it will devour the whole earth trampling it down and crushing it. The ten horns are ten kings who will come from this kingdom. After them, another king will rise, different from the earlier ones. He will subdue the three kings, and he will speak against the Most High and oppress the saints and try to change the set times and the laws. The saints will be handed over to him for a time, times, and half a time. But the court will sit, and his power will be taken away and completely destroyed forever. Then the sovereignty of the power and greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be handed over to the saints and the people of the Most High. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom and all rulers will worship and obey him. This is the end of the matter. I, Daniel, was deeply troubled by my thoughts and my face turned pale, but I kept the matter to myself. Whew. I know, it was a lot of reading, a lot to understand. I hope you read it later on your time. Because this is something that is very, very important for what we are going to get into. So let me uh, give you a quick synopsis of the next three months on what they're going to look like. So today we talked about the introduction. It's the end times. Uh, next week we're going to talk more about Daniel's 
dream. So we'll be diving a little bit more into this. Uh, then we're going to go through how the beasts represent modern nations. Uh, then after that, we're going to talk about how uh, other people have uh, have a uh, wrong or an erroneous representation of what these beasts are. Then we'll talk about the first beast, the lion into the man. Then we'll talk about the wings of the eagle, the bear with three ribs, the leopard with four wings and four heads. Then we'll talk about how that leopard head was wounded, the new world order, the fourth beast. Then we're going to talk about east against west. Yes, it will come to that. Then we'll talk about the beginning of the end and finally the end. So we have a great lineup for you coming up. So stay tuned with these. Bear with us because it's going to be an in-depth, long sermon series that we are going to get in. So uh, a little bit more about this, this Daniel, the dreams. We, we're in chapter 7. If you've read the book of Daniel or you know anything about it, uh, chapter 8 is also part of Daniel's vision, another vision that he has of a ram and a goat and what that could mean. Uh, a lot of people also mention Daniel chapter 2 when they speak about the end times. That was Nebuchadnezzar's dream that Daniel had to interpret. We'll talk more about that next week and uh, what that could mean and what it does mean. And a lot of people uh, correlate similarities between Daniel chapter 2, Daniel chapter 7, and Daniel chapter 8. And they could say they mean the same thing, but in reality, they don't. They are different, uh, different areas, different time periods. So we're going to check out the timeline of that and what it could mean as well. So a few points that I want to hit home about Daniel chapter 7 that we're going to carry throughout this series. Again, number one, it's not a salvation issue, so you can disagree. And you can disagree politely. We, we're not going to get into arguments or debates. We can get into discussions with respect of each other. So when you comment below in the future sermons or you have uh, discussions with others, be respectful and be polite. Number two uh, is that I really encourage you to read this and form opinions based on this, other research, the sermons that we get into, etc. And share that stuff with other people. If this is something that interests you, talk about it with others. Share this content, have someone else watch it, call them up on the phone, and talk about it. Why? Because through talking about it with others, we begin to internalize it more, and very soon you could have a better understanding of this than me. That would be phenomenal. So go do that. Talk about it with others. The next thing, Daniel chapter 7 is where we're focusing, so please read it. I know I read it to you, but please go read it yourself and note certain things that stand out to you, specifically the different beasts. What could they mean? In addition, a couple points that I want to put out is in the interpretation, it said that the, the interpretation is that they are kingdoms that will rise. So it's future. So we know that whenever this vision happened, it hadn't yet happened already. So it couldn't mean something that was already happened. And so that'll be very important because we're going to check out the timeline of Daniel. Uh, Daniel has an incredible story. If we could all be more like him, the world would be a much better place. It, it really is uh, truly incredible and inspiring on Daniel's story. So that would be another thing. If you're not familiar with Daniel's story, um, feel free to read the whole book of Daniel. 
uh, as we go through this. That would be pretty cool as well. Uh, next week I'll introduce a timeline of the book of Daniel. Of course you could find one online in your own time. But your homework for next week is to read Daniel chapter 7 and really think about it and, and read it and try to understand a little bit more about it and then through the next three months we will break it down, unpack it so you can hopefully understand a lot more. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the introduction of this great sermon series, this quest that we are about to embark upon. Please give people uh, wisdom and insight as we dive into this. Give them an open mind and an open heart and allow them to receive these words, internalize them, and then externalize them with other people so that more and more people we can start talking about this and dive into this topic. The end times is a great topic. It is a great way to introduce the Bible to people in a non-offensive way. So please allow each and every person to take advantage of that. They can talk about it with others and then use that as a lead-in topic to bring Christ into their life and we can grow the kingdom of God. I pray that that would happen in Jesus' name. Lord, please uh, help more people come to the kingdom of God through these messages and that they would be inspired and awestruck by these beasts and by the, the awesome power of these visions that we are about to present through the next three months. So Lord, inspire them to share just certain messages throughout with people that they think would be interested in them and then use that to lead into getting them to know you as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for sticking with us uh, this week. Please keep coming back. Again, we'll have that playlist, so if you miss one, don't worry. You can watch it later. I really hope that you uh, dive into this with us. Uh, take it seriously and know that you can use this to discuss it with other people and have respectful and polite discussions about it, introduce it to them, see what they think, and then use that to help bring them to Christ. So if you have any prayer requests or you need any help with anything, please comment below. You can also reach out to us on social media, and we would love to connect with you. God bless.